you're listening to the Redditch Standard Podcast because you have impeccable taste. Hi, my name's Ross Crawford and welcome to the Redditch Standard Podcast. Here this week, once again, we have in the studio the, uh, the leader of Redditch Borough Council, Councillor Matt Dormer. Matt, welcome Hi. to the uh, podcast. Hello, Ross. And uh, we all know, I think, while you're here, we're talking about... Uh, the voluntary and community sector and plans that the, the council have or had to, uh, to steadily withdraw the amount of subsidy you give them in, uh, in terms of rent. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit more about that, Matt? Um, well, yeah, obviously, I th- you know, everybody's aware now we've pulled the paper for this evening. Um, we're going to organise a day where we'll sit down with the voluntary community sector organisations that benefit from these rent reductions and will get a better understanding as to um, their needs and our needs as a council as well and um, you know assist them to deliver on the strategic purposes of the organisation and then possibly you know, look to um, probably put in a different type of scheme that um, that will help with their funding and help with their uh, rent support as well. Yeah, the, the thing that struck me was that it's, like, it's a bit like putting the cart before the horse. Shouldn't you have done all these discussions before you came up with the, the, this proposal and, and put it on the council agenda? Yeah, I think, yeah, you are right. Um, I think hindsight's a wonderful thing. Um, I think when your back's to the wall and you are faced with making very tough decisions and having to save so much money, then, um, you know, we are elected and we're responsible for the public purse and we have to do what is best for the council um, and for the people of Redditch at all time. And so when you're trying to make uh, such large savings, then sometimes, you know, you can, you, can, uh, you can act a bit quick and then think after. But on this occasion, you know, we've had a rethink. Um, we'll engage with them and we'll see what is best for the town and what is best for them. I think I think one of the key things that um, has come out of all of this is, firstly, how much we've actually got in the budget and against how much we're actually spending. You know, the, the budget's only £15,000 for these organisations for some reason and has been for years. However, we're giving away £90,000 worth yeah, of it's, money. It's a kind of organic nature of, of how it's growing up, though. I think um, as, as these... These services have been cut back. Voluntary organisations have come in in a kind of yeah. piecemeal yeah. fashion, haven't they? they? They have, yeah. And I think they're too... A lot of these things that are done aren't the council's responsibilities. They might be the county council's responsibility. Yeah. They might be the responsibility of other organisations. And therefore, it's down to them to fund them. But the easy option all the time is the council. Now, what we have is, you know, we have officers with the knowledge that will assist all of these people in applying for funding in different directions. You know, the, a lot of these organisations do some fantastic work and they just need to tap into the right funding so that they're not so reliant on the council. Then the council can look at, you know, re- reviewing this policy. So is it worth talking to the county council? I, I know in my council tax bill, the lion's share of the cash goes to the county council. The lion's share of the cash always goes to the county council, doesn't it? Um, yeah, it's all of these organisations, it is worth talking to the county council. They are um, picking up some of their work 
So the funding should come from them in some cases, not in all cases. Um, the NHS should be funding some of this in some cases, not in all cases. So um, there's funding to be tapped into at every angle for these organisations. And I think the key thing is it shouldn't always just be the council that people come to because it's simplest. Yeah, we're back to putting the cart before the horse again now, aren't we? We are, yeah. Um, that you've got to take people with you we on have this to, journey, haven't yeah, you? we have to take people. And I think that's probably the biggest learning thing that's come out of this is we take people with us on the journey, keep them informed all the way along and, and assist them to get the funding before we look at, you know, reducing our funding yeah it, it just strikes me there's a bit of a pattern here because <laughs> if you look at Winyates and Matchborough and the two centres the single centre um, and, and the, the way that the Conservatives moved before the last local election I don't think our stance has ever really changed on the district centres whether it's two or one it's whatever business case stacks up now Obviously, we, you know, the council has to become more commercial to become more sustain, sustainable. Um, we've always insisted all the way along that, yes, the centres may not be as big as each other, but there will be an element of retail at each centre, whether that's just a news agent and a pharmacy at the one centre and a more substantial centre at the other end. That might be the case. It might be vice versa, or it might be an even split. We won't know anything until we've gone out to um, uh, to test the market really with uh, whichever developers are interested, uh, because one of the, the concerns raised by these voluntary organisations was, you know, for instance, in, in Churchill, rents have gone up something like fourfold, and to expect some of these organisations that are paying, albeit a peppercorn yeah. rate, to yeah. suddenly have their their rents not only at the commercial rate but four times higher. I mean, yeah, and I think there's massive lessons to be learnt from Churchill. Redditch Borough Council owns none of Churchill. Um, we gave up a lot. We had to compulsory purchase a pub uh, and then give that up as well. So the council lost a lot of money at Churchill. Um, that won't be happening again. That won't happen at Matchbrook. It won't happen at Winyates. It won't happen in this town centre either. We will retain some of the commercial aspect and we will not lose any housing either in the centre. So, if anything, we'll, we should we should look to increase. Do you, do you acknowledge that some of these charities they can't survive without a subsidy? Um, yeah, I, I should imagine all of them can't survive without subsidy. Um, but that's where the council. The, the one thing, like I said, we have got is uh, is the skill set and the will to assist them in gaining funding from wherever it needs to come from. Not always the council first. Right, and what happened to these mystery letters that supposedly went out to the charities? I've spoken to every single... Well, I've spoken to... Not to every single one. To five different charities. Letters were meant to have gone out to these charities uh, telling them of the council plans. And everyone I've spoken to never received a letter. To the best of my knowledge, that was supposed to have happened. I just can't comment. I don't know. I don't know. Right. So it's now is it now back to the drawing board on the on the the VCS sector or is it uh, you know what's the next step? Um, so we will set up a meeting with all these organisations, like I said earlier, and then we'll see what their needs are, what our needs are, and try and strike a happy medium there. Really, 
and yeah. uh, and look to we won't abandon them we will look to support them uh, in any which way we can okay and uh, I think you dodged a bullet as well with Matchbro Boxing Club didn't you what do you mean dodge the bullet well um, the Duke of Kent coming to congratulate them and all the fine work they were doing if you'd gone through ahead gone ahead with your policy Sarah Lee the, the, who, who runs it she'd have been saying well actually the council are closing us down I don't think the council is looking to close anybody down um we are just trying to get our finances in order and that is key in all of this you know a section 24 notice is it really is you're, you're sat in the saloon at last chance cafe ordering a shot so do, you, do you need just to, want to sort explain things out what, what the section 24 section 24 is basically we have to we have to file a balanced budget over the next four years um we don't have the reserves to meet the shortfall that's why we got the notice um had the reserves been there to cover the shortfall, we'd absolutely be fine, but we would still be having to look at making these decisions. We'd have just had a stay of execution. But now this notice says we have to get our ship in order before um, the end of this financial year. So we've got five months. Right. And one of your one of your phrases is, everything's got to wash its face. Everything has got to wash its face, yes. We will assist every organisation to be more sustainable. What, what struck me about uh, uh, about this week, well, next week, in fact, is you're, you're laying on a free bonfire party. You're, you're literally burning tenors. Okay. You're sending tenors up in flames. We are sending tenors up in flames. On the same right. day, you're in a bucket collection for the voluntary. Have you noticed they're plastic now, these tenors, so they don't burn as well? <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, yeah, we are looking for... You know, voluntary contributions towards, and, and it's not going to go towards the bonfire. We're already committed in the budget for spending money on the bonfire. So the money that we take will go towards the voluntary community sector. That's my plan with that. And that will be the same with any events that we look, look to do across the town now. My, my plan is to, they have to be um, at no cost to the council so however we run the event so if concessions come in they have to make up the cost towards whatever this event is then we will look at voluntary contributions off people when they come in um, rather than forced contributions and that money will go to the voluntary community sector towards their rent towards whatever okay. how much is the firework display costing then um i think the budget well, I'm not going to commit on that. I think the budget's about twelve to 15000 yeah. But I think the, the biggest cost on that is um, the security, the fencing, the lighting, all of the infrastructure that you have to put in to make the place safe. Uh, I think the, the fireworks themselves are a smaller cost. So I think the way, it's, uh, the way we have it at the moment could probably be done better to reduce the road closure and things like that. I think the road closure takes up a yeah. large lump of Park money. Park and ride. Park and ride, yeah, there you go. That's going to be costly. Or better still, walk. Yes. The town's yeah. not that big. Yeah, yeah. It's just that, you know, it it, it struck me that, uh, you know, Ulster Rugby Club, for instance, they've got a bonfire party. They're charging six quid for adults to get in. Why, uh, why isn't Redditch charging? And I think in the location it is, well, as you know, I've worked at the fire station, work at the fire station, and we had bonfires for years and yeah, years and years. Yeah, we charged for that, and... You know, that was a very, very well-run event. 
being at the Ara Valley Lake, it's it's almost impossible to section it off so that people can come in and to charge at different points. You know, it it would be almost impossible. If it if we had to do it, we would have to fence the whole lake, which would cost us thousands, and then have gated access, which again, it's just for the amount it would cost and the amount you pull back in, it just wouldn't be worth it. So by asking for a voluntary contribution, if people have had a good time and they've enjoyed the fireworks, then make a contribution. It doesn't hurt. Yeah, you would I expect d- to pay anywhere you went. So make a voluntary contribution. That's all we're asking. Yeah, to, to be honest, I, I, I mean, my opinion of the people of Redditch is that, is that generally, if, if, if you put somebody up yeah. on the pathways into, yeah. into Arrow Valley Lake, you know, you know, for the firework display, yep. they'll pay. You know? I, I could not agree with you more, Ross. I think when people are asked, um, they will, they will always, uh, they will always volunteer to pay. Yeah. So I, you know, charging a fiver on the yep. path in, yeah, I, I don't see it as a problem really. No, I don't either. I don't. So why aren't you doing it? Um, because there's too many access points. There's paths. There's there's fields. There's holes in hedges and people just come to the lake from everywhere so it's where best to stand i I get exactly what you're saying we could charge at an access point and the majority would but i think we we are where we are for this year but we are looking for future events okay and uh moving on then so back to the voluntary community sector yeah when's that likely to reappear in the on the council agenda Probably December is when we'll look to bring this. Um, yeah, yeah, um, which will give us plenty of time to talk to organisations, um, establish you know a better understanding of what they give um, and what they do for the community. Um, and like I say, are they achieving the council's strategic purpose as well? So, which is key. There are issues in the town. I think they. Uh, you know, these organisations and the council need to address with smoking issues, obesity issues, um, getting people back into work. Um, they're, all, they're all key issues, really. So, But you recognise, I mean, the vital role, for instance, at Reach uh, CIC at Winyates. Yeah. I mean, the room itself is used by, by the council. Yeah, it is used by council, used uh, by quite a number of organisations as well. Um, but... The council has other buildings that are underused and other rooms in other places that are underused and perhaps a conversation may be best had with with the people at REACH and the people that use that space and um, seeing if there's other options for them. You know, it doesn't have to be in a shop. The shop might be the small location. It might cost more money to heat that, whereas we've got community rooms that are underused. So perhaps that's a solution. Everything's a solution if um, if we'd all sit around a table and talk about it. Right. <laughs> I'm glad you recognised that at last. Yes. And uh, um, again, moving on. Well, not moving on, staying on the same subject, really. Yeah. Um, organisations like, what, what would you say to the Reverend Robin Baker from Acts of Kindness? He's already instructed some of his people to start looking for a new base for the food bank in Winyates. What would you say to somebody like him? Don't be so hasty. If you are, if you are delivering um, for your community, what is best for your community, then you know we're going to look to support you. 
um, because we we will recognise the good that you are doing, uh, and we will look to support you. And that's that's the longer and the short of it, really. So don't don't be so hasty. If you're doing a good job, we'll support you. And uh, so, for instance, you and I met up at Sandy Croft with yep. Lee McKenzie. Yeah. What would you say to her? Lee does a fantastic job. Um, she gets NHS referrals, which probably brings me on to perhaps you should be tapping the NHS up for funding instead of relying on British Brother Council. So this is where we will sit officers with her and assist her to make um, make the most of what she's delivering. She does do a fantastic job and she she has a lot of referrals and sees a lot of people at that organisation. So, you know, we will look to support every organisation that delivers on the council's strategic purpose and does what is best for the town and the communities. Yeah, and people like Mary Jones, one of, one of the, the the people that uses the Reach CIC oh, okay, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. building, yeah. who looks after people with, with mental, mental health, health difficulties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, she, I mean, she's a volunteer. She, nobody yeah. earns a penny yeah. out of this. No, no, These they people don't. are, you know, the council gives themselves a £60,000 pay rise. This is oh. a point that's been brought up time and time again. And you can sigh there, but, you know, these... <laughs> These people, they, yeah. they're doing it for nothing. They're putting yeah. their own money into into yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, you know, I take my hat off to all of them. They do a fantastic job, but there is funding for what they're doing. You know, perhaps we just need to help them unlock that that funding so that they can deliver their service um, and actually make a you know make a bit of a wage out of it for themselves to to compensate them for their time. Right. This morning, uh, moving on from the VCS, yeah. um, um, I had a press release from, from Rachel McLean um, regarding the uh, the Towns Fund. Okay, yeah. And, yeah. and Redditch could be in line for, for £25 million. Yeah, up to £25 million. Obviously, that's um, down to the council now to submit a strong business case. Um, we'll aim higher than that. We'll try and get more than that. Um, I know it says up to £25 million, but... I think if you aim higher, then you've got a better chance of getting all of the money that is in the pot for you. Well, you missed um, out on the High Street Fund, didn't you? Yeah, we missed out on the High Street Fund twice. So, <laughs> so you know. So, so you're, you know, you're looking for, well, Mrs. McLean said she's looking for uh, uh, contributions, some ideas from yep. members of the public. Yeah, yep. Um yeah, but that money can't be used to support. No, the, the money cannot sector. be used to support the voluntary sector. The money is there for regeneration, for development, for for making the town a better place. Just for um, basically regenerating the district centres, the ta- the um, the train station, Church Road over there, uh, public services hub, um, community hub, all of these things, um, just to. Yeah, make the town great. Okay, you, you've had a bad, bad few weeks with uh, this VCS <laughs> thing here. It, uh, uh, is there any more bad news in the pipeline? I'm sure there's more bad news in the pipeline, but I think, um, like I say, we've got a lot of money to find. Um, we've got to do what's best for the town, and we've got to safeguard our frontline services. So. The last thing I want to do is cut frontline services. So um, we'll drive down everything, every budget that we've got. We'll save every nickel we can. um, And we'll look to save every job we can. um, And yet still try and deliver 
um, the services we're delivering now. But that's hard. That's really hard. <laughs> well, you, you volunteered for the job then, I did you? volunteer for the job, yes, yes, yes. Didn't I just... I think, I, think it, I think it comes with the territory. It does, yeah. I, I have broad shoulders. Yeah. Matt, thanks for coming in once Pleasure. again. Pleasure. This week. Uh, my name's Ross Crawford. I'm the editor of the Redditch Standard. You've been listening to me chatting to Councillor Matt Dormer, the leader of Redditch Borough Council. Um, you can contact me on 01527 588 697. You can email me at ross.crawford at boulevardmedia.com or at editor at redditstandard.co.uk. Don't forget to uh, uh, check out our website, www.redditstandard.co.uk. And uh, if you want to get in touch with Matt at all, if you want to complain to Councillor Dormer, my address is the moon. <laughs> <laughs> He's... He's easy enough to contact via the town hall. And uh, thanks to to Claire, who's done all our sound. Thanks, Claire, and see you next week.